Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Fitz Nation. Happy to be with you. This is one of my favorite episodes of 2022, without a doubt. Hanato Moicano is coming off a huge victory at UFC 281 over Brad Riddell. It was in the featured prelim at Madison Square Garden with the main card on deck and the crowd filtering in, and there had already been a lot of big moments But he gets a first round submission victory and then he has maybe the post fight speech of the year with Joe Rogan Um, and it was just electric and it was raw emotion and it was so much energy and he boosted the crowd and he really put himself into a different level. Not only did that win get him back in the lightweight rankings, he's currently ranked number 13, but it put him on the map again as a fun fighter to watch, and then his personality is starting to really shine through. And I was talking to his coach the next week at the UFC Apex, and he said, you know, his English has come so far in the last few years that now he's really able to express himself and to be who he really is and to not be afraid of... Am I getting the words wrong or am I, am I saying what I think I'm saying? And what, and is my message coming across? He's now confident in who he is. And as he talks about in this interview with me, he is so uh, free to speak his truth and to just let his personality shine through. And we just had a great conversation about his upbringing in Brasilia, uh, the kind of life that he had, leaving law school to pursue being an MMA fighter full-time and of course, the UFC career that has included fights with Jose Aldo, a main event against the Korean Zombie, uh, wins over Calvin Cater and Jeremy Stevens. He has an impressive resume already, and he says, I'm still very much on the way up, and I've never put it all together physically, mentally, in the training room, inside my mind, with my family, the way I have these days. It was a great episode. As always, you can watch it exclusively on UFC Fight Pass, but if you're here, I think you'll enjoy listening to it as well. Enjoy the show. Fitz Nation, let's go. I always had to be mega in the zone, ready to go out there on my shield. Be in the question and don't look for the answer because the answer is the end. Think about who I'm fighting for, fight for something greater. At the end of the day, you got to believe in yourself. It's time for the Fitz Nation podcast with your host, Brendan Fitzgerald. All right. Happy to be joined by... uh... A lot of people's new favorite fighter. <laughs> That's awesome, bro. That's awesome. I'm happy. To be What's here. up, Hanato? How are you, man? Very good. How about you, my friend? I'm doing great, man. How would you describe what the last two weeks have been like for you? The, the, the last two weeks that have been uh, really different because I have been getting so attention of, of the, the media and of the fans, and I feel really, really blessed to be in the position that I am. So I'm really happy. Yeah. It's fantastic, man. Um, yeah. Because it's tough to, um, I feel like break through when you're from a different country, you know, if you can't communicate that well. And I was uh, actually talking to your coach Pahumpa uh, the next week. And he was like, yeah, New York was really busy, but we had a great night. And I was just like, yeah, Hanato, he's coming on my podcast. And he said, yeah, now that he can speak English a lot better, he can really express himself more. Yeah. How yeah. has it been for you? When you moved to the U.S., when was that, 2019? Yeah. Uh, how much English did you know? Very little. You know, I always, I I have been always lazy. This is my problem, especially with, with 
study and all that stuff. So uh, I remember when I was a kid, my parents, they wanted me to, to be on a, on, on an English school to learn English and all that kind of stuff. But I always uh, preferred to be on the streets, like playing, uh, fighting and doing all that kind of stuff. So I never really learned English until I, I moved here to the U.S. So yeah. I, 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 I basically I, I tried to I start to learn when I moved here. So it was really hard for me. On the yeah. Beginning. So like you moved to Florida, you didn't really know any English at all. Very little, you know, yeah. very little. I, I knew some words, you know, like uh, how are you and like uh, numbers and all that kind of stuff. But but to really speak and to and to ha and to com and communicate was like I, I didn't have any English background. So it was really hard for me. That happens a lot in fighting. There's a lot of guys out here in Las Vegas, like Iwan Kutelaba is out here. He doesn't speak English that well, at least to the media. Yeah. What is it like to live like that? It's, you know, here in Florida was not that hard because we have a lot of Brazilians over here, especially right. at, at ATT. Uh, so if you don't want to like learn English, you could live here and don't speak English at all because we, we have like Brazilian markets and uh, Brazilian bakeries and restaurants. And you can, you literally can live in Florida and just speak Portuguese, you know, yeah. or Spanish. Yeah. So that that's make easier to live but make harder to learn english so right. it's really hard to learn english in florida because everybody speaks uh, another language you know uh, but i'm so baffled like you just used the word literally correctly yeah. like a oh, lot of nice. people don't Thank do so that nice. yeah <laughs> a lot of people don't use the word literally correctly and you just yeah. nailed it Hanata. yeah bro, great, thank man. you so much yeah man i have been i have been putting the work you know i have yeah. been like trying to uh, watch podcasts and talk and talk and talk to English people like right. talk English with people. So my English is is getting really better mm -hmm. than what used to be. So I'm really happy about that. I'm, I, I, that is true. I mean, if you listen to Rogan every day, that's yeah. three hours of English back and yeah. forth. That's what it yeah. takes. I tried to learn Portuguese, Hanato, uh, yeah. a few years ago when I started with the UFC. I was like. Maybe I should try to learn Portuguese. I'm going to Brazil three times a year. I'm dealing with a lot of Brazilian fighters. And yeah. I tried it, but it's a lot different when you just do an app or, or a program on a computer and then you go out and nobody speaks Portuguese. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you got to really immerse yourself in it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel this is the this is the most important thing, you know, because sometimes, like you hear, when I didn't speak that good, I, I went to places and I, and I tried to speak English, but... If I if I can't communicate in myself, if I'm not doing like what I wanted, I just switch to Portuguese and people understand me. So right, I, right. I feel when you are in a place that nobody speaks Portuguese, you have to you have to make it work work, you know. So you have right. to go over there and try your best. And if you can't communicate, you're gonna be screwed, bro. So you better you better learn that English. So you uh, mentioned your upbringing there, how your parents wanted you to learn English. You're from Brasilia. Yeah. Right, born and raised Brasilia. Yes. Now, on your Wikipedia page, <laughs> it says you're from a well-off family. Are you from a rich family? Yeah, not rich family, but my my family they have like my 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 fad my father he's he's a lawyer, but he is a he works for the government too. So uh, he works for the senate senator of Brazil, like okay. uh, for like congressman. So he has good money for the Brazilian standards, you know? Right, so right. My family always was very, um, 
how do I say they not rich because my my father he come from a poor background mm-hmm. he he was for a poor he he born in a poor family and he had like five brothers and they moved from the from the north to Brasilia to to seeking better opportunities and uh, all his family his 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 brothers they were working and my father was studying because he always was good at studying so they say to him oh keep focus on studying we're gonna work we're gonna make this work and you just uh uh try to 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 do your best in why you're good right so my father here i don't know how to say that but in brazil you have like uh, uh like to work for the government you have to do some tests you know i don't sure. know the, the, the name but he passed in a lot of good good uh, uh jobs for the government and after that he started to to help his family and his brothers and they all went to 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 the university so uh like my father he changed his whole fa- his whole family uh uh life Tra- trajectory like he pushed trajectory. them forward yeah yeah, he yeah. Them forward. and he always he he was always like that with us you know how is yeah saying like you, if you want to do something you have to 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 go for for it and, and all that kind of stuff so well but because of that he even though we are we are like a uh middle class middle mm-hmm. class but up middle class upper family. middle class sure upper, yeah yeah up, upper middle class family we we i have had the the best opportunities to study in the best uh, schools and we live always in good neighborhoods so but m- because of that background that my 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 father has he always teach us to to lessons you know so he didn't give us everything that we want he was really it was really different than the other families you know yeah so i feel i had both you know so i had like the the part of the family that were like wealthy and we 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 went to good schools and all that stuff but in the other way he 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 taught he teach us to be humble and to respect yeah. people and he always tell that to me like you're not better because you have money or because you're born like this you know what you make you better is to be a a good human being you know to be respectful and that's why i was so on the beginning of my mma career i was so humble and i was so quiet because of that background i felt like if you are too cocky or arrogant you're not a good person but after I, when i moved to usa i realized that is business and you have to make money and you have to show yourself so that's why i start to change not my personality but my the way that i speak you know especially right. when i start to speak in english the, ch- the 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 things have changed for me so i don't know if it was the question but <laughs> yeah to... no and it's very like i wanted to get to you know on this show i like to have you guys on and get to the root of like who you are and how you came to be you yeah. know and and with brazilians the typical story is come from nothing right yeah. come from come from the favelas or very yeah. humble beginnings like Tiago Santos or Charles Oliveira yeah. and all that yeah. um or come from very remote areas like yes. the Alcantara brothers and Davison like yeah. you know in the jungle yeah. on the farm that type of thing yes. but you and like Vicente Luque I feel like yeah. and even maybe Gilbert Burns a little bit like kind of yeah. the I don't know typical American upbringing but 
more of a um, stable upbringing, I'll say. Yes, yes. So yes. what was it like for you? Because what I understand about Brazil is that the divide is big. Vicente said, you know, we had money, and but the divide is big. And you're, yeah. and you're around poverty and poor people a lot. But it can yeah. change who you are. He said the same thing. You got to give because yeah. you see what people need all around you. You can't get cocky and arrogant with what you yeah. have. You have to be grateful and give. Yeah. How did that yeah. affect you? No, affect a lot because Vicente, he's from a, he's from the same city that I am. Yeah. So I know him a long time, and I feel we are in the same situation, like up upper class, uh, upper middle class family. Yeah. And we see the word like because of, we are of the same city. I think we saw the, the word in the same way. You know, I mm -hmm. don't know if that, that makes sense, but what I feel is because it's so hard for people that there is no money to do something else that the sports can like. Uh, can change sports, their lives. Sports can change their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Sport can change their lives. But most of people, most of my friends. So I had friends that were better than me at fighting, you know, but nowadays they are like lawyers and doctors and they work for government and they have really good jobs and they get paid well. So for them, it's not worth go to sports, you know, because it's too, uh, unsecure. It's too sure. like, you know, so, they don't they don't have opportunities to go to this part because they like their families and they think no i have this opportunity to be a doctor a lawyer or something like that and i'm gonna stick to it uh and i feel like most of the people that have money they don't go to the sports because of that because they think if i if i try to be an mma fighter or a soccer or whatever like if it doesn't work i'm gonna be stuck you know and i, I don't have anything else to do but for me like I went to the law school and, and I did half of law school, but I always love fight. I always love training. I always love to, to compete, you know, and what, and I was really worried about that, about like, uh, don't have money and, and like, don't have a good job. And if, if this doesn't work, if the fight doesn't work, what, what I'm going to do. And one day I thought, man, fuck that. I, I, I don't care if I'm going to be poor, if I'm not going to have money, but I'm going to do what I like to do. And what I love to do, and I focus on 100% in MMA. And at the time, I start to give classes, you know, to 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 cover for expenses, expenses because mm -hmm. at the time, my father he helped me to with the to pay the the university, and he say, yeah, I'm not gonna pay anymore. And I say, okay, I'm gonna keep doing pursuing my dream and all that kind of stuff. So I feel I feel in Brazil like you have to choose you know and 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 from people that doesn't have money it's okay to then try sports because if they don't succeed they're gonna have the same jobs anyway you know they can yeah. work in in uh, like like in america like the the the, the jobs that like the lower jobs everybody can go whenever they want you know even like if you, you if you can succeed in a, pro, a professional sports career you can always go back to certain jobs and right but if you if you are a lawyer a doctor like if you try to be a fighter and you can't you you, you don't have the time to get back and you know right so that's what i think it, it happens in brazil a lot what do you remember you said one day you're just you just said screw it i'm not gonna continue with law school i'm gonna chase being a fighter even though it's not safe it's not yeah. secure yeah. There's so much at risk. I might not have any money. My dad's not going to support me. What do you remember about making that decision? No, I I, I remember thinking thinking 
with myself, man, this word is so, uh, man, the word for me is like an illusion, you know? Everything for me is like an illusion because we have illusions to be great and, and, and like myself to have money and have everything. But in the end, in the end, everything's gone, man. You're going to be dead. And everything that you have is the is the moments that you have. And I love to fight since since I was a kid. And I thought, man, I'm going to make this work. And if it doesn't work, I'm going to keep doing the same. I'm going to keep doing being a fighter, giving classes and, and, and do what I love. So I put like what I like first. And when I start to do that, the, the things start to to doing well for me, you know, when I yeah. put... When I put this on, on, on like an object, objective and, and I thought this is going to be my goal, the things start to change for me. And when then I realized, man, this is going to work and, and I, I'm really blessed and, and I really appreciate to be able to live off that. Why do you think they changed in your favor once you made that decision? Because I, because I think like when you have to, you have to have your goals really, really, uh, really, I don't know how to say that. Like English, clear. Really clear. Like yeah. Clear perfect. goal. Clear yeah. goal. Yeah. Because when you, you have a clear goal, you like, you forget everything else and you focus on what you want. And after that, like, you don't have to care about what, what other people think. I, I, I at the time I cared. I care about what my parents think, you know, about that because they were saying, ah, this is not going to work, you know, try to have a job first, try to, 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 to do the law school. And after that, you chase your dreams. And I was worried about that because I know they, they, they want the best for me, but in the end, maybe if I keep uh, like studying and I become a lawyer or something like that, I will not be happy. So what's the, the goal? What's the point of like having money? having success be successful but don't be happy and i choose my happiness and i choose like what makes me wake up every day and and do my best so that's what i'd love to be in a fight because yeah. I, I wake up every day like i i love mondays bro this is crazy everybody hates monday and i love monday and when i when i see oh today's monday i go to wrestling i love wrestling wrestling is hard but i love wrestling i love grappling i love striking so every day i do what i love so what else can i ask for this life you know yeah it's important to learn that lesson when you did though you were young when you learned that lesson yeah a lot of yeah. that's where midlife crises come from yeah. is people get 45 and they go jeez yeah. uh you know i got a wife and two kids and a house but like i hate my monday through friday i live for the yeah. weekends and i'm gonna go yeah. buy a motorcycle yeah you know? exactly that bro and it's a, to figure that out in your 20s i I guess I was similar in that way because I was just like, I'm going to be talking about sports on TV. And yeah. it, but that's a safe career. That's not, yeah. that's not getting, no, but it's not, it's not safe. It's not, it's not safe. safe in terms no. of making yeah. it true, but yeah. it's safe in terms of uh, not physically putting myself at risk, like not chasing yeah. this thing that, because how old were you? Like, you know, so you start fighting in 2010, basically, you yeah. turned pro. Yeah. So like UFC wasn't even on TV that much back then. Right? No, you no, know? no. No. So let's get to the point where why did you like fighting? You're from an upper middle class family in Brazil, and uh, it's this sport that you can enjoy. But uh, like you said, a lot of your friends they they went the career yeah. route. Yeah. What, what 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 about fighting for you, honey? You, do you remember that I say to you that my parents they have like especially my father he has like a really 
poor background. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so my my uncles, especially my dad, always was the the guy that studied. Like I said, so he always was with books and and like doing courses and tried to to do his best to to. Are you calling your dad a nerd? Yeah, he was a nerd. He was a nerd. Yeah, yeah. He was. He was really not. And I mean that respectfully, but he was. Yeah. He was the smart one. No, he was nerd because, like he say, like when he was a kid, like he say, ah, nobody like me. I like to be on on the room studying. And right. my and my my uncles, they were different. You know, they were more like. Uh, they were jocks. They were what? They were jocks, athletes. Not athletes because oh. because they were they were poor, but okay. they they fight in the streets. Oh, they were the street they, tough they, guys. Street they were the tough, tough guys. guys. Yeah. yeah, they were yeah. The street tough guys. And I remember being a kid, like four or five years, and watching them fighting on the street. And I, I many 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 times, many times I I watched my uncle. One time I watched him fighting against like ten guys, beat them up. He was re- they were really tough, my uncles. And I thought, man, I want to be like that. I remember, and. And one of my uncles, he always say to my father, he's not your, your son, he's my son, you know, because, <laughs> because my father always was afraid of fighting. And, you know, when, when fighting happens, he always go to the other side and my sure. uncles go over there and fight. So I, I think that, that there is something about that, you know, because I always, uh, I, I always was really proud about my my uncles being like a really tough street guys, you know? Yeah. And, but I, 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 I mean, like uh, I went to the other place because I, I didn't really fight that much in the street. I had some couple street fights, but I put all the energy in sports since the beginning. I started to compete in uh, judo when I was like seven and jujitsu when I was like 11 and 10. So I always put that energy and the mentality and the mindset on, on sports. And I feel it was a good thing for me. What's the first real fight you got in? I don't, I, man, really, really young, maybe five or six. Like I remember I defended my, my, uh, my sister. One guy was picking her and they were bigger than, than, than she. And she was crying. I remember I was very little, maybe, maybe six five or six okay and i and i and i beat this 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 kid up on in the school i was really young i remember that and i remember that my my parents they they didn't get mad at me because i was defending her so sure yeah i felt like pride on on, on defending her and i remember yeah. that and after that a couple of fights on the school like i was like nine ten eleven a couple of fights not that much did you always enjoy it though like, because it's one thing to every kid sees yeah. Power Rangers and movies yeah. and fighting looks cool. Yeah. But when you get hit back, it doesn't always feel that cool. Like that stress, that stress can kind of lead you astray. What was it about fighting for you where you got in a fight and you were like, this yeah. is my, this is going to be my life. I I think I didn't talk about that. I, I, do, I just, uh, when I went to a fight, I always thought about the disrespect, you know, disrespect, the, the, the honor, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. The martial arts the, aspect. The, yeah. Like not even the martial arts, because at the time I was not a martial artist, but yeah. like uh, to be a man, you know, you have to defend yourself. You have to, to stand your ground. And I thought like, if you go, if you leave, you like, you're giving up, you know, you coward or, or something like that. So I always 
that that what me what put me on on a fighting you know on especially on a on a street fight yeah so but nowadays own... i see, nowadays i feel it's, it's stupid right you cannot fight on the street it's, it's stupid yeah yeah but but your uncles kind of <clears throat> is it fair to say that your uncles kind of gave you this mentality of yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, right, because because they were like a, a figure to me, you know. Like and the com like like confidence. Like you have to have confidence to to put yourself in in a situation like that. I don't know if it's confident, but I feel more like it's the judgment, you know. Mm -hmm. It's the judgment of somebody like uh, stepping up and disrespecting you, and you do nothing. Because sometimes I was not confident, but I mean, what are they gonna think about? You know, I have to do something. So I don't think think it's just confidence. Maybe it's like uh, you have to to show yourself, show you're not a coward. You know, I think I think it's that, but I yeah. don't. Know. I'm not sure. So you get into you want to be a pro fighter. You're you're leaving law school. No, but I I, I didn't want to be a pro fighter. That's the that's the 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 problem because when I started training, I just enjoyed training, and you know, and competing, yeah. but. But I, I like I was thinking like MMA is too hard. It's not for me, you know, and, and stuff like that. And my coach said you have to fight because you're good. And I say no, I'm not gonna fight. And because and I thought all of this. Ah, I'm at the university, and my and my parents they don't like. They don't want me to fight. They want me to be a lawyer or something like that. And he said and and I remember my coach saying if you if you don't fight, we're gonna kick you out of the gym, you know. Wow. And, and, because to be here you have to fight and i thought man and and back in the day like used to be really you cannot change gyms like that 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 easy mm -hmm. back in the day it was a big deal to change gyms you know you'll be change you'll be teams basically yeah yeah like they, they call you like traitor if you uh -huh. change teams and all that stuff and i was man i have to fight because i don't want to leave the gym i like here and i love training you know and, and I just fought because of this coach. He he said to me, and after so you my, fought, I, you fought against your will. You didn't want to fight against my will, but yeah, you wanted to keep training. I want to keep training. Yeah. So so taking that fight was only to just keep training. Only to keep training to keep like because because all my life I I have been training and and the training parts they become your family. Yeah. They become like uh, your closest friend. So. All my life was in that gym, you know, all my friends, everybody that I know, uh, every, you know, like every day I went to the gym and know everybody. And I thought, man, if I, if I live here, what I'm going to do, you know? Yeah. And, and, but I didn't want at the beginning, you know, I was, I was like, um, and I did because of that was then the same thing in, in fighting. I was thought, oh, what are they going to think? I have to go. And, and I went to the fight and it was a, it was a big fight in Brazil. It was a big show. And they put me already on a big show, like in, on a big, at the time was the biggest promotion in Brazil. And I fought and I win and I felt amazing, bro. The, the, the feel that you get after winning a fight is crazy. It's like a drug and I got addicted to it, you know, and like two, and I had two fights more and I thought, man, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. That's when I fall in love for the fight, you know? Yeah. So you had the first fight just to stay in the gym. Yeah. Uh, what do you remember about it? I, I guess, so you fought and you win. Describe that feeling. Yeah, that's that's nice because I was so afraid because it was a big show. The guy had a lot of fights. The guy was a guy that uh, he was famous in Brazil. 
He was a black belt at the time and was a uh, was a a big name in Brazil. He had yeah. like a couple fights, and I remember going to the to the to the arena and all that stuff and thinking, man, no, I I don't believe this is happening, bro. I don't believe this is happening. And then when I was in the middle of the fight, I remember like punching him on the ground and say, man, I'm I'm really fighting. I don't believe in that. Was like watching a movie. And it was really special because, because I, I really thought like uh, would be harder than it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Because when you step up, you just have to do what you're training. So it's not that hard. You're yeah. ready to that. I think in the TV is the same, right? You think, oh, but when you got there, it's just you talking to another people, you know? It, right. And it's the same thing. When you go to the cage, it's just you fighting another guy. So you, you, don't, you don't see the lights and the people and the crowd. You just focus on what you have to do. It's true. It's true. It's it's just different. It's just turned up to 10 because it's fighting, right? Yes. But yeah. everybody gets nervous about their thing, no matter how much of an expert. I guess I don't get nervous to go on TV, but I will say, like, for a long time, when you're standing around waiting to go on TV or waiting to start, you notice all of the people around you that are going to be watching you. And yeah. this was a problem for me for, for a big part of the early part of my career is, like, I'm going to be on this camera and everybody's going to be watching me and they're going to be hearing what I say and what if I mess up and then I got to redo it, whatever. But then once you go, you're in the zone. You just go, especially if it's live. There's no room for for messing up and for fighting. It's always live in that situation. So it's like one of those things like you're the nerves are in the buildup. And then once you're in it, you're just like, this is it's survival. There's there's one option for me, basically. Or there's two options, you know, win or lose. Yeah. And so yeah. like what was that feeling like for you? That's gotta be that's something that I loved about jujitsu. Once you start training or you start rolling, all other problems, aspects of your life do not matter. You're trying not to get choked. That's the yeah. only thing that matters. Yeah. Yeah. But for fighting, the ultimate freedom, I've heard fighters say. Yeah, you know? it's like it's like uh, I, I was some, somebody told me or, or I saw on something on some place that meditation is like when you free your mind, right? When, right. when you empty your mind, and I feel training is exactly that. It's meditation because more you empty your mind, more better you're gonna do on training. You know, better you're gonna do on a fighting. So I feel. That's the perfect statement that you said. Like when you go to a jiu-jitsu or even a boxing, kickboxing, you're not thinking about anything. You're just reacting, you know. And this is is really good for your mind. It's like a therapy. Mm-hmm. So I feel like most of the people they like martial arts because of that, you know. Of course, of course, when you fight professionally, uh, it's so much thing, so much things involved, and got and sometimes like uh, you you see how much uh, a loss or a win can impact in your life. So right. everything like weighs on you. But even 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 with this, like more you get free of that, more your your mind is in peace, you're easy with your mind, better you're gonna do. So I feel it's really a meditation and that's why people love martial arts. Yeah. Talk about you mentioned that you win the first pro fight. Uh, I've heard this too. Once you win that first pro fight, or, uh, whatever victory it is, you're chasing then that feeling more. Paul Felder yeah. said that he wanted to take one fight. He yeah. he won by knockout, and he was just like, "I got to do that again." 
I can't just stop. I can't just leave yeah. on that. And then yeah. like Jessica Rose Clark, I remember saying every fight, you're just ch chasing the feeling that you got after your first win. Yeah. But what was it after the third win? Because you said after the third fight, you yeah. said, now I'm going to be a pro fighter. Was the third, because I remember the first one was really, was really nice fight. The second one was my, my career in Brazil was really, really strange. It was not like, most of Americans do, you know, they build up their records and the fight. Like if you go to my share dog or my record, yeah. you're going to see the first guy that I fought, he had a lot of fights. And the second guy that I fought, I have one, I had one fight, one professional fight. And the guy had like 40 professional fights. So <laughs> yeah. was a, was not uh, only a good guy was a veteran, you know, and I was fighting in his hometown and with all people cheer for him. And I remember being really scared of fighting him on the arena. And I remember after the fight, the feeling, the reward of beating him, you know. And I thought, man, this is really cool. You know, if you if you push and if you keep getting better, the fight's going to be even better. And, you know, I was like excited about that. But the third one, I remember one was when the first time that media called me and I start to... Like people are starting to, to uh, say my name on like on MMA websites and all that kind of stuff. And I yeah. feel, man, I, I love it that like people like the way I fight. So I think this is going to really work for me. And I think I'm going to make a living of that. When I start to realize that I could have a make a living of that was people when people start to talk to me on Internet and all that kind of stuff. So now I feel like was that moment that separates me from from the uh, law school. Yeah, it was no longer just this fun thing you were doing. Yeah, yeah. Like I, th I thought now I can really make a living off that. So it was a really nice moment. But when the pressure comes too, and you kind of uh, burn the boat, so to speak, and just say, this is what I'm going to do. Um, sometimes the joy can be taken out of it. Yeah. But you just said you love Mondays. Yeah, I, you I love, love you know. Yeah, yeah. How, how, do you, how have you kept the passion and the joy despite the pressure you you know what happened when i lost a couple fights on the featherweight especially yeah especially to jose aldo and to zombie i was really drained out drained out because i did everything perfect for that for that fights you know i put i actually i think i trained i trained harder than i used to train you know because i knew that will be my opportunity to fight a guy like jose aldo so i put yeah. a lot of work I put a lot of training and I think that burned me out a little bit, you know, because I was so, and, and, and more I fight, more I grow, more I get older. I feel like if you like something, you cannot push too much. You have to, you have to give it time. And, and I learned a lot about, uh, especially here in America about giving time, you know? So I love Mondays because I don't burn myself out in like on Monday. Like I go to wrestling back, back in the day uh, before I used to like go to wrestling and after the wrestling run and after run, do some pad walks and at night doing some weights and you cannot do it like that. You, you, you are human, you know, you have to respect your body. You have to respect your, your schedule. And this is what happened to me nowadays to be focused on do my best. Especially because back in the day, I used to fight a lot on the gym, you know, to try to prove myself in every training, yeah, yeah. try to beat everybody on the gym, so to feel confident. 
But nowadays, I feel like I have to perform on the night. I have to to be on my best shape on the on the fight night, not on the gym. And I feel this is even though I have like a ten years of career and a lot of experience. Right. I feel I feel now I am more uh, hungry than ever. You right. Know, because I'm not fighting on the gym. I'm not trying to beat my partner up. I'm not trying to get injury or, or injury somebody. I Nowadays, I feel I have to be my best at the fight night so everybody can see, you know? Yeah. Because in the gym, nobody want to see. I'm not going to get any money. So I feel this has changed my mind. You know, I think it was before. I can't remember. I think it was before you fought Zombie. Uh, were you training a lot with Edson Barbosa? Yes, yes. Yeah, and so you would go at it with Edson in the gym. Yes, yes, yes. And so what I was told is that uh, you would spar with Edson Barboza and it would basically be a sellable fight. Yeah, yeah. Like you yeah, guys yeah. would you guys would just go to the yes. point where everybody in the gym wanted to stop and watch you fight Edson. Yes, yes. And I did that not only with Ed, so with all the guys in the gym, you know, yeah. trying to trying to prove myself, you know, because I because what's the way that they the way that that was taught, you know? They teach me like that in Brazil. You have to to fight hard in every training. But I feel when you're young, it's okay. But when you start to, to getting older, it's not good for you, it's not good for your mindset, it's not good for, for you know for your confidence. You have to to prepare for a fight. You don't have to fight on the gym, you know? Yeah. And I learned that with 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 time. And I feel everybody's different, but nowadays I have sparring, I have good sparring, but I'm not trying to take the guy head off, you know. I'm not trying to to show everybody that I'm better than the guy. No, because this is not the point. The point is to train the skills that you're gonna use on a fight day, you know. So today is all about to repeat, repeat, repeat training, do what I have to do on the fight night, not in the gym. Yeah. Uh, how does it affect your day-to-day -day mood? This very, very much, very yeah. much. Because like I said before, uh, before, like let's say I had a wrestling training, like I'm saying, I woke up and I eat my coffee and I was, uh, I have my coffee and I was already thinking about who I have to spar, who I have to grapple. This guy beat me on the last time. I have to yeah. beat him. So I, I, was, I was always putting pressure on myself and trying to show to the people at the gym that were better than them. And this is not good. You know, this is not good because you're not better than anybody. At the end of the day, uh, you have to you have to go to a fight and show you are better than them on the fight, not on the gym. Right. And I, and I learned that. And that's make my day easy, you know, because someday some guys, they beat me up on the gym. They submit me and that's okay because it's not fight night. So I take... Mm -hmm. A lot of that to my training camp. I have to be ready on the fight night, not in the gym. Um, you mentioned, like, when you think back on your career, on your UFC portion of your career, you've been in the UFC a long time now. Um, what fight do you think about a lot? I'm not, I, I don't think. He, I don't think a lot in in, in the past. In the but when past, you uh, when you do think about your UFC fights, what do you think about in terms of this event led me to make the biggest change? Uh, uh, the this was the fight against Jeremy Stephens because I remember I was two two and zero in UFC. 
I have you were two and zero in the UFC, and then, you, and then you fought Jeremy Stevens at two. Jeremy yeah. Stevens, and at the time he was like ranked top five, right? By the way, so I, I just got in the UFC, and they put me against a veteran, and I did really well, you know. And I, off that, they put me on the rankings, and I fought Ortega, and, and I fought Ortega. Right. But I feel like UFC saw like how good I was when I fought Jeremy Stephens with only two fights in UFC. Yeah, that was like the big career change. That boosted yeah, you. That yeah, that boosted me. That boosted me for sure, yeah. But in terms of uh, in terms of in your own head, in your mindset, like and what maybe caused you to change? The, the losses. The losses. I changed right. because of the loss. Because, because, every, because I was doing everything that I thought that was right. You know, and I and I was still losing, and I thought, man, I have to do something different. It I have forces to, you to reevaluate. I, it forces to reevaluate yeah. because, like I say before, this is my job. If I don't fight, I don't get money. And I, n- now I have a family to support. I have a son to support. I have I have a wife. So it's a big deal when I lost, when I lose. You know, mm-hmm. it's a it's a really big deal. And I spend a lot of time thinking what I should do better, what I should do, what I have to to figure it out. And I start to think, and I start to see, talk to people about that, to see their their perspective about that. And I talk a lot with a lot of fighters. I talk with Dustin Poirier at the time. He told me, like what what he did. And I talk with the coaches and other fighters. And I was asking everybody what they sh- what they think that I should change. And some people said me some stuff, and other people say another stuff. And I try to figure it out by myself. And I and I and I have been doing this all the time. Doesn't matter if I lose, if I win. I always mm-hmm. try to to keep in getting better, you know. Because like I say, lose or win, it's it really changes your life. Doesn't matter yeah. if you win or if you, if you lose, your your life gonna change. Every time that you went that you step in the octagon, your life gonna change for better or for worse. So so every time I try to to do everything that I possibly can do to 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 win right because this is gonna change my life for the better but even if i lost even if i lose i i i try to to evaluate what what was good what was bad what i have to change and i feel this is come with year with the years you know and yeah. i feel i'm getting better every time yeah it's it's maybe the most fascinating aspect of the fight game to me is the fact that off of your wins you make the most headway forward but it's like without the losses you can't really go anywhere too yeah but yeah. but it's such a fickle thing because you can't lose too much you can't learn yeah. too many lessons in that way because yeah. then yeah. you're you're done or, or yeah. you're gone or whatever yeah. or with the pay structure what it is you miss yeah. half your money you know but yeah. the wins you know so you just beat brad riddell in three minutes yeah. Like how much can you move forward from that yeah. in terms of from a strategic and experience and tactical perspective, you can move big time forward with a, with a good post-fight interview as we know, yeah. <laughs> but, but in terms of like the X's and O's of like how to boost and become a champion, you, you choke out a guy in uh 44 seconds, like you did Demir Hodjevic. It's like, yeah. you know, you can't, you can't gain as much. It's, it's a yeah. very interesting dichotomy of trying to like, always move forward you know yeah yeah that's true and actually you have to forget about that because sometimes i got stuck on on wins too you know like like let's say this 
this my last fight was a good fight was was good for me mm-hmm. and, but if i if i think too much about that i'm gonna be stuck on that you know yeah and i'm gonna yeah. think now i'm okay i can beat everyone and it's not like that it's done what is done is done so now it's a new time it's a new moicano so i have to build up everything from the beginning again to my in my next fight i have a, a performance like that but if i got stuck and i say now I am I am that good. I am the best. This is not gonna be good for you. Yeah. You know? So do you, it's like, like do you say, watch it? Like have you do you watch the last fight against Brad? I watch on, on I watch a couple times after yeah. the fight, you know, but I'm not I'm not trying to watch that anymore, like yeah. all the time. it's in the past, you know. Now now it's time for a new fight, it's a time for a new camp, it's a time for a new Moicano. And Moicano is changed. Every day, <laughs> you know. When did you start? When did you start speaking in the third person like that? I I, I think it was on the on the Hernandez fight, and I don't know why I say that, but it was funny and people yeah. liked it. You know, Moicano wants money, and I, I don't know why I'm doing that, bro. I right, really right. don't know. It's, it's, a, it's just it, it rolls off the tongue though. It sounds yeah, great, Moicano, you know. Yeah, my kind of wants I mean, money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but in other <laughs> things too. And then something that people, most people don't know, Moicano is not your name. It's no. not your last name. No. Moicano no. means mohawk, right? Mohawk. Yeah. Did you mohawk. ever have a mohawk? Yes. Do you remember that I was saying my father? He was, he he was always crazy. Yeah. And one time he challenged me. He said, "Yeah, you don't have the balls to to do a mohawk." And and I was really young i think uh-huh. i was like 10 or 11 something like that maybe 10 and i saw now i i will do it i will do it and and i did and he gave me a couple bucks a couple do- like reais dollars when how old and were you you were 10 i, I was 10 10 yeah. or 11 okay uh, and i and i went to my street and everybody was mocking me Moicano, Moicano, and i didn't like you know the 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 nickname at the time but in brazil when you don't like a nickname they're gonna give you the nickname anyway so yeah you so said they, don't call me that don't yeah, call me that so don't of course call me gonna, that of course so that nickname that. was with you from when you were young yeah like everybody it's it's funny because my friends it's funny because i live in a place that we we had a gym close by and now my friends off the street they they doing jujitsu too so the nickname of the of the street of my friends passed to the to the gym and even my parents my mother and my father they call me moicano you know hey moicano come here so when, when even when i was a kid they calling me moicano so some people before i i compete in ufc and and people call me renato moicano they didn't even know my name so my name is moicano since i was 10 or 11. that's crazy yeah. I didn't know that. I thought that was yeah. your fight nickname, and maybe no, I no. And, and I didn't want to, you know. My my coach right. say we're gonna call Moicano, but do you remember? Like I said, I was humble and all that stuff, and I thought oh, I don't want to be cocky, Moicano. I don't like Moicano, and he said no, we're gonna put Moicano anyways, and just because I didn't like. Yeah. So it's Moicano for, for a long time ago. Have you ever had a mohawk since then? Ah, uh, now and then. It's not. I, I don't do. I'm losing hair off, so <laughs> I'm fucking losing hair. Hey, bro. check out check out Cowboy Cerrone's post. He just apparently flew across overseas and he got his hair restored. Yeah, brother, but I got, I'm not gonna do that. I saw a lot of people doing that, and I think it's lame, bro. I don't like that. <laughs> it's I, lame. If you still you have, have to... the, if you still go mohawk, I think it would look great. Yeah, we'll, let's see, let's see. I'm fucking losing hair, <laughs> <laughs> but man, you have to, you have to 
respect yourself, you know? I don't yeah. like people that go over there and try to put hair. I don't like that. But everybody's different, right? <laughs> Mohawk wants money. Mohawk wants money. Yeah, yeah isn't that it. funny? <laughs> the, yeah. the bald Mohawk wants money. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like in Brazil, on your fight posters, you guys put your nicknames all the time. Yeah. Like, they, you know, we call him Tiago Santos, but for a long time Maheta, on the yeah. Brazil posters, it would just say Maheta, you know? Yes. And for you, yeah. it says Moicano, right? It, I guess, but that's your name now. That's to us, that's your name, Hanato Moicano. Yeah, but you know, a lot of people don't crazy. know that it's a nickname. Yeah. Most of people don't. And they and they think like sounds like Italian or something like right, Moicano. Right. Yeah. Like uh, Mocassino, Moicano. They think it's yeah, Italian. Yeah. Everybody asks me if I'm Italian. I say, no, man, I'm Brazilian. Yeah. But, but I don't know. But you know what is what, what, so are you gonna adopt money moicano? Because I've no, seen no, that on no, oh no. on your Wikipedia page, it says you know, nicknames and it says moicano. First of all, it says that means Mohican, which is wrong, but it yeah. says money moicano. But yeah, of course, of that, course, yeah. to do the uh anybody can add that, but yeah. to do the official nickname, you'd have to like let the UFC know. I mean, you let me know next time you yeah. fight, and I can talk to Bruce Buffer and just say he wants to go by Money Moicano. Nice, that's that's gonna be okay. Mon, yeah, Money Moicano sounds good. I I didn't think about that yet, you know. Right. Because because my speech was from the heart. I, I, I of course I want money, but it's not because only of the money, you know. Right. I like the money because of the freedom that money gives you, you know. So if I have a lot of money, I can be here on my home. And, and I don't have to worry about anything, you know? Yeah. So so I, I don't know if I want to be related with only money all the time. money Because I know I'm, like I say, I have been speaking and talk like that. But sometimes I think people think it's too too shallow, you know? Because, yes. Because I'm really, I love money, don't get me wrong. And I want to be rich, of course. But not because of the money. It's because of the, my family. Exactly. You know, it's, it's because of people that I can help. Because... Is the people is stuff that I can build, you know. So it's not only money for money. And I feel like if I use that too much, more in my account, it's gonna be too shallow, you know. Yeah, I mean? yeah. I hear you, man. Because you know, um, I just re-signed a contract with the UFC. I get paid a nice salary. I live a nice yeah. life. I support my family. Yeah. But the the older that I get, the more the less that I want and need. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I've started yeah. wearing blank black T-shirts. Yeah. Uh I eat rice and beans a lot of time. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. just like sometimes my my dream is to have a lot of money in the bank so that I can support whatever my family needs, but to live in like a tiny house and just never yeah. have to worry about anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, no, I, I like good things and like I, I don't uh, want like do yeah. you want a million dollar watch? I love I love watch, <laughs> brother. <laughs> I love watches, brother. I love watches. There you go. I, I found your weak spot. Yeah, I love yeah. watches. No, no, but but like I say before, you understand, like, I, like I, I understand what you're saying though. Like if you chase and you just become this money guy, then it becomes this caricature that doesn't align with what yeah, you actually yeah. believe. Yeah, right? no, yeah, it's 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 because I'm more than that, you know. Because right, people right. don't know, don't know, but I'm more than that, and I I'm I'm interested in other things too. But before I didn't like it at all about clothes and watches and houses, but I feel. Like uh, nowadays, I feel like, man, I work so hard. I want to have nice things too. Yeah, yeah. But, but but for sure, this is not the most important thing, you know. So for me, really, the most important thing is my family. Because when I have tough losses, they were by my side. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that was great, you know, to see my wife, uh, how she supported me through all the good and the bad. So 
that's what I think. If I didn't have my wife, I didn't know what is to have support because she supported me even more than my family, than my parents, than everything that I know. So I have to be grateful and, and loyal about her. And and it doesn't matter if I have all the money, all the watches, and I didn't have a a a, a, a wife that I can trust. You know, I can yeah. trust 100% in my wife. So this is the most important thing for me. But I want to have nice things too. I, have, I, sure. I, I want to have nice watches and I want to have a, a good house, a, a house that I can enjoy myself. Yeah. I love my, I love my house, but but the most important thing is to like have time too. You know, time is, to me that's the value. And to time, me, you know? what I found is the more that you get rid of, the more time you have on the things that you want. Yeah, that's true. You know? That's true. That's true. You know, and because the thing that I'm that I like most of my life is to be on the couch with my son watching. TV, you know, yeah, so, it's, yeah. so you, you know, when you say, ah, you, you like, I like watches, but if they say to me, you only have one option, being like your son or have a watch, of course I will be of like course. with my son, yeah. you know, so yeah. I like money, I like, I like nice stuff, of course I like, I, I want to have a good car too, because I never had a really good car, I want to have mm -hmm. a good car too, but family first, house first, you know, it's like family first, a house first, now things that I like after, and yeah. After that, I does I, it doesn't matter, you know. Another people or travel to Dubai and have I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's just about family, you know. It's just right, about right. We'll call it there for the audio version of Fitz Nation with Hanato Money Moicano. I told you you'd like that. Uh, what a guy, just super nice guy. But I have called several of his fights, but I never got to know him like this. And after talking with him, um, it's kind of clear why. The fights that I called of his that I remember in particular are when he fought Jose Aldo in Brazil in Fortaleza in 2019 uh, with basically a title shot on the line. And uh, his main event, which was the next fight against the Korean Zombie. Now, he lost both of those, and then he ultimately decided to move up to 155 pounds. I actually called this fight against Demir Hodjevic, too, when we were in Brasilia with no crowd in the first event of the pandemic back in 2020. So um, I've had a history with Hanato and calling his fights, but never really got to know him on a personal level like I did through that one. And we continued for another 20 plus minutes that are exclusive to UFC Fight Pass. And we talk at length about his fight against Jose Aldo um, and him being in Brazil which is normally like the place to fight if you're a Brazilian, the crowd at your back, but he was the bad guy. Everyone was there to see Jose Aldo. And, uh, you know, his main event against the Korean zombie, and he lost it in a minute. And just uh, what he was dealing with outside, like the pressures that he was putting on himself and the type of training that he was doing and the fact that he wasn't very sad when he lost those. He was just relieved that those fights were done. And uh, so we went... Again, like I said, another 20 minutes or so, um, and the great conversation continued to the end. And truth be told, I could have sat there and talked with him for another hour or two. Uh, it was just wonderful to uh, spend some time with him, especially after his big moment, and he got that spike in attention, and he's kind of riding it. And now, pretty soon, it'll be time to celebrate the holidays with his family, and then on to the next, and see where he goes from here. So... Uh, that'll do it for this episode of Fitz Nation. Follow me on uh, social media at Brennan Fitz TV. Really appreciate you listening and see you next time.